Blog Talk Radio. Sugar bombs. Um, America. I hope you guys can hear me. I'm not quite sure if anybody can hear me. Because I am out of my element today, and usually the um, hold on. usually the um, the system says block talk radio, and then I get um, gets my cue to come in, but I didn't quite get that. I, I'm hoping you guys can hear me. Um. Hold on a second. All right, the board is lit up, so that's a good thing. Let me just see if I could. Um, what do I have to talk about before I actually start the show? Um, I didn't get to see my grandbaby today. So sad. I love him. Um, but I didn't get to see him because I got confused as to, you know, where he was. And so with that confusion, I just decided to sleep it because everybody's confusing me now. I just decided to sleep in. And so I didn't get to um I didn't get to see him today, which makes me a little sad. In any case, I I've been like discombobulated, if that's a good word, um this week. This week. Uh actually this whole month has been Mercury retrograde. And with Mercury retrograde, uh, it makes it bad for technology. So people could be having trouble with their cell phones, acting up. Twitter could be acting up. Facebook, I think Facebook had a problem this week. It it shut down or something for a few hours. Hilarious. Um, That's what Mercury retrograde does. Mercury retrograde says, yeah, there's a problem. Um, And so... So far, I've been lucky with my uh, cell phone, knock on wood. I knocked myself in the head. Um, like I knocked three times on my own head, knock on wood. Um, because actually, the minute you say that, that something will happen. But I'm going to trust that nothing will happen. And then the other bad thing about Mercury retrograde is um, it's not a good idea to sign contracts. I keep reading that over and over and over again. And this was a week for me for signing contracts, or I should have signed contracts. But true to Mercury retrograde, I wasn't allowed to sign the contract. And so that may have been actually a good thing because Mercury retrograde has the ability of cleaning things up. They clean things up. We, we, clean, clean. 
Um, and Mercury goes, now let's, let's strip that away. Let's strip this away. And then one of my Twitter people, one spiritual witch, she's been saying for Mercury retrograde that, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's like, oh, maybe it's not Mercury retrograde. Sometimes I get confused. But I think it has something to do with how, I like, I think it's Mercury retrograde. She said where it will, like, tell you, allow you to see what you truly desire. I think that's what she said. It will allow you to see what you truly desire. So with that being said, um, it's very interesting with Mercury retrograde and how people fall apart during Mercury retrograde because Mercury retrograde is also one of those periods like, it's a bad time to begin relationships during Mercury retrograde. Um, it tends not to last long. Or you begin it with a lot of fun and passion, and then it kind of goes away quickly. Um, people that have been in long-term relationships, and then when I say long-term, that depends upon you. Some people think four months is a long time. Um, and then something goes awry during Mercury retrograde, like that's very, very typical because it just kind of means, one, you guys aren't ready for each other, or two, you guys just aren't meant for one another. What concerns me about Mercury retrograde, though, is that people tend to end it with a lot of flare, a lot of fire, like it's just, poof, just on. And so that's a little suspect. That's a little suspect. So it would be nice if people could learn to dissolve things without all the extra energy. But I think people put in the extra energy because they themselves are very, very scared. They're scared. And because they want to latch on still, kind of like a crab, latch on and not let go. Or like one of my other friends' descriptions, um, oh, I'll make it into my computer, hanging on to a branch. And you and I both know if you're hanging on to a branch on a windy day, that branch is off or you're flying off. That's what Mercury retrograde feels like to me um, when it comes to relationships. So I'm always shocked when people call me and they're like, oh, my God, Tracy, this happened, blah, 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 and it's during Mercury retrograde. No, they don't say during Mercury retrograde. I kind of giggle because I go, oh, yeah, there's a reason for that. There's a reason for the planets and the stars and all the retrogrades, Mercury retrograde being one. It just kind of puts things in reverse. We kind of have to, like, assess who we are, assess, like, what's in front of us. And if we're not taking care of it, Mercury retrograde just kind of goes, yeah, why don't we just release that? Let's just let it go, release it. It's okay, blah, 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 blah. In any case, with that being said, because of Mercury retrograde, I was not allowed to sign a contract this week. <laughs> and I had full intentions of doing what I needed to do so I could get on with my life. And But true to Mercury retrograde, true, true form, at least for my protection, I believe it's for my protection, I was not allowed to sign a contract, which means... The contract has to get readdressed, which means I'm now going to sign it and I'll be completely out of Mercury retrograde, which means what I do with 
the contract and what comes with the contract or what comes after I sign the contract, what I do with anything at that point will be done in a healthy uh, place. It will be done more healthy, whereas if I would have signed it during Mercury Retrograde, things may have not been healthy. In any case, it gets all confusing. But in any case, um, I was going to sign a contract. I had my son with me. God bless him for coming. And and then we had some dialogue pre. We had some dialogue after. And I got to tell you, it's really, really healthy to have male energy, male energy. My son is an adult male um, in his perspective because being a girl and being a woman and being like, what the hell's going on here? Like in my head, it looks one way. And in my son's head, grounded, very conservative, you know, looks at things a little different. I said to him, I was like, well, seriously, you know, this person seriously had a problem, blah, 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 when it was all said and done. And um, my son was like, yeah, no, Mom, that's not the way I saw it. And then he explained the way he saw it. And I was like, okay, maybe I saw it from a spicy place inside my head. Um, but what was good about the transaction and not signing the contract is that at the end of, at the dissolve of the day, um, I, it was, I had something to do with the lawyer, and so I went to the lawyer, and I was like, thank you for taking the time out, blah, 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 and putting up with me, blah, 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 blah. Um, and he said, listen, he said, you were you were amazing. He said, I, you can't believe the kind of people that I have to deal with. And they have lawyers. <laughs> I was really proud of myself, you know. And my son was there for support. And I was really proud, you know, of the dialogue that he and I had as adults, as adults. And it's amazing, like, the new relationship that you can form with your children when they're adults. Like, I'm always amazed at the different stages of my life. And so now I'm at a stage where my son, and then we had a pre-dialogue about relationships with my son. And, you know, I kind of understand him more and more lately. (laughs) Okay, so I I like to call out some of the tweets that I get. So Debbie was like, Mercury retrograde is the worst. I just want to hibernate until the end, laugh out loud. And I just want to bring that up again, guys. Mercury retrograde is always going to be here, always. It just depends on how you decide to allow it to affect you. And I am no longer allowing it to affect me. Now, here's what I love. I love people that know nothing about Mercury retrograde, nothing. They just go about their business. People like us who know and we kind of look on the Internet and then we panic and then we put more into it, um, we make ourselves crazy a little. So maybe about two years ago, I was like, Mercury retrograde is not going to affect me. It's here like three or four times a year anyway. And every three or four times a year, I'm not going to panic. I'm not, oh, my God, Mercury retrograde. But I'm around psychics and mediums and all these other blah, blah, blah people, and they always bring up, oh, don't forget, Mercury retrograde is Mercury retrograde. So I'm like, oh, my God, stop already. Uh, So, Desi, do not panic, do not hibernate, deal with the energy, just say, I'm not going to get affected, and guess what? Mercury retrograde will go to somebody else who wants the energy. (laughs) 
In any case. So, we have, again today, Malcolm, the ordinary sports political guy on the line. And so... Hi, Malcolm. Hey, Tracy. How are you doing today? Not bad. How are you? Just great. So, Malcolm, I am so nervous today. (laughs) Why? Because I like to do my homework, and I don't think I've done homework enough, and so... Oh, don't worry it about it. Be, it might be all on you today. <laughs> I've, you know, I've had other things occupying my week, which makes me shut down a little bit, makes me a little quiet. And so, you know, Thursday, I thought I was going to sign a contract. I was afraid days prior to Thursday. And then since Thursday, I'm a little quiet because, you know, things didn't quite go my way. And so... I don't do my homework when I'm, like, in a bad space head. So, it's well, all that's too you. bad. No, no reason to be in a bad state. Um, Malcolm, you're such a guy. That's what guys say. That's true. That's probably true. <laughs> um, so, anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. You're what? good, right? You know what? I'm pretty good at staying good. Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't jump out of my skin. So, if anything, I go within more and get a little quiet. But I don't, you know, I'm not like, you know, one of those descriptions where somebody's like electrocuted and their hair and their arms and everything's like, you know, like a porcupine. Like, I never go there. So I go That's in good. so that I can maintain, you know, my, well, I have a job to do every day. So if I go out there, I can't do my job. So, And exactly. the good part is whatever I'm going through, it's resolvable. Whatever I'm going through, it's resolvable. So that is just a matter of time. I would agree. Thank you. Everything's resolvable. Yes. So, so on that note. On that note, <laughs> what are we talking about today? Well, there's a lot of things going on. We have the um, the Republicans, have, or not the Republicans, the Congress has been holding, uh, what would they call it? Congress is holding, you know, basically the, uh, an investigation on the IRS because the IRS apparently had disrespected the Tea Party. That's the best way I could put it, disrespected them, because they're saying the IRS basically had denied some of the the Tea Party backed, or the people who backed the Tea Party, uh, the non-exempt tax status, right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, Congress looked into it, and, and they felt that these organizations were wrong by the IRS, and so now they're they're trying to force, you know, the IRS leadership and the former IRS leadership to divulge their emails, and 
Unfortunately, oh. Oh. I'm here. No, no, no. Yeah, oh, because uh, let me just go back a little bit. So this goes back a few years, a couple of years ago, right, with this whole IRS and Congress thing and how they felt they were being unfairly pinpointed, right? Right. Okay, so this, I guess, what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is that the story never ended. And so now they're saying, show us your emails. Well, the story never ended because the, the the committee, which is running these hearings, is run by, you know, some pretty staunch Republicans, and they don't want to let it go. It's just like the Benghazi stuff. They don't want to let this go because anything they can do to make the administration look bad, they're trying to do. Now, mm. believe it or not, this is kind of a non-story, same as the Benghazi stuff. It's a non-story, but they keep playing it up, and this week they've gone kind of crazy ballistic over it. And to me it was kind of funny because one of the Democratic uh, House members that sits on, on the committee started asking this the IRS commissioner all these crazy questions, kind of like as a farce to sort of prove how crazy this, this whole thing is. Right. So, it, unfortunately, we as the, we the people, we elect our yeah. Congress people to Congress, you know, our representatives. And the unfortunate yeah. part about all this is that they take our votes, they take our money, and then they do stupid things that are a waste of our time and our money. And money, yes. Yeah. So now, didn't somebody either resign or get terminated higher up in the IRS? Yes. The lady who was the head, and I'm trying to track down her name, she actually resigned. Yeah. Yeah, I remember fragments of that. Hmm? Unfortunately, that has not stopped. Her name was Louise Lerner. And she resigned. That wasn't good enough for her. You know, because mm-hmm. well, you know, the sad part is what what, what this committee has come up with. They want um, they want the emails from her computer and a number of her mm-hmm. top chiefs. Unfor- unfortunately, and this does look bad, and it probably is bad that apparently when they wanted her emails, her computer crashed, and then they oh, tried to I go see. to the people underneath them, and their computers crashed as well. So. There's a whole bunch so, of crash computers that lost emails. So that's very interesting, the timing of these crash computers. Do you think so? Well, here's the thing. You know, most most emails... I mean, I would just to, think that if I had some emails out there that maybe I didn't want somebody to see, I would encourage my computer crashing. I might pull yeah, a but, but But here's the thing, Tracy. Yeah. Your computer crashing does not eliminate the chance of people seeing your emails because your emails are going through a server, and I would think the IRS, being the organization that they are, has a central server someplace that would have these emails on them. Now, if that particular thing crashed, that would be different, but that's not, you know, it's nowhere where I have I read that the central server crashed. It's just these individual well, computers. Of, well, wait a second. A server is a is a mode of delivery, I thought. 
I didn't know that a uh, server would house something and then deliver it. A server is a, a, a computer, a centralized computer someplace on a system, right? Right. So in the organization that I work for, we have a centralized server for the organization. So whatever emails are passed through our organization, even though I have my set of copies on my computer, somewhere on the mm-hmm. server is a backup of all this stuff because it all I goes to the server. The server is like a, a, a uh, the conduit, the main highway, and, and everybody's well, stuff has to kind of go through that. And that's a, I think that's the point I'm trying to make. If we stop, like, you can't stop in the middle of the highway and house things there. So I didn't know a server would then also become a backup system just in case. Well, let's, so if something let's goes wrong, we can go to the server and search for it? Let's put it this way. When you text anybody on your phone, when you call anybody, when you uh-huh. email somebody using Google or Yahoo, mm-hmm. once it leaves their computer, there is a copy someplace else. If it leaves your cell phone, there's a copy someplace else. Now, mind you, is it legal to access this information? Well, that's a whole different ball of wax there. But the information okay. is out there. It, it didn't vanish. Huh. You know, there's no poof in the in, in the you know thin air. It doesn't just vanish. It's there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, with that said, Congress going after these, these guys. Crashing. Mm-hmm. Well, those are individual computers. Like if you have a computer, I'm sure that you're using right this minute. If that computer crashed, mm-hmm. um, because you're not hooked into a network or anything, then you're pretty much done, right? You know, any well, let me back up. Any emails you send, you send. Do you send emails using Google, Yahoo, or I'm sure you send uh-huh. emails using something. Okay. Yeah, um, using Yahoo. Let's say the government were interested in, in your emails. Yes. They could they could contact Google, they could contact Yahoo, whoever your provider is. And I'm not sure of the law right now because I, I, they've gone back and forth on this a little bit, but. Um, I think in the right circumstances they could get their hands on. Not to say the NSA doesn't have copies of it too. So uh, <laughs> that's the world okay. we live in. Okay. Privacy is actually, okay. So actually, when you put it that way, I apologize because you know I'm a layman, so I don't have technical or politically or technically. So, but when you say if I send an email to Yahoo, then Yahoo. Is my server and Yahoo has a copy of everything, regardless. That yeah, I understand. Kind of. Kind of. I'm trying to get that. Now. Yeah. Okay. And so, keep this in mind. Say your computer dies. That doesn't mean you couldn't mm-hmm. go to another computer, turn that on, and access your whole life based on you just log into a. a your log is not the computer. My server. That's, yeah. Yeah, it's someplace else. Your computer is a local machine. Now, if you never log on to the Internet and your computer crashes, yes, everything that's on your computer is gone. If you never log on to the Internet. Everything. Right. Server holds on to a whole bunch of stuff. It doesn't keep backups, Mom. Now, mind you, I'm not saying, unless you do like a cloud thing, they're not keeping like direct backups of your hard drive. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like emails. I'm saying emails Mm -hmm. and text messages. There are ways to access that information that's there. No, and, no. You know, and when, keep, keep in mind, keep in mind, if the FBI were to 
like if you said your computer crashed and you were like a child pornographer, don't think the FBI couldn't come in and get all your stuff off your off your hard drive. Well, that's I not going to work for you. <laughs> but I think that's very interesting because I've often wondered about that because I'll watch the crime shows and they'll be able to gather information, not even off there like, oh, you know, the hard drive has been erased and yet they'll go in and do something else, like on CSI, they'll do something else to find it, and they're like, oh, we found it over here, you know. But when you explain it in terms of my personal situation where I have Yahoo and Yahoo holds everything and my computer crashes, I can go to another computer. And by the way, I don't know how everyone else is, but with Yahoo, whatever I put out there, Yahoo saves it. If I don't delete it myself, I can go back to like 2008, Later than that, I think it's later than that. You, you, and you can go back a lot farther than that if in the right circumstances. Exactly. I mean, today because I tend not to delete anything. That's just who I am. And sometimes when I'm ready to delete, I've got to go in and just you know clean out everything because I I tend to hoard things in my uh, email. But when you say that, so what you're saying, getting back to the IRS, is that emails were sent. Everybody's personal computer has crashed. However, you're saying that there's their version of a server that should have everything. That's what you're saying. Yes, their version, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, that's how they run the system. How they, you know, that's how they actually are able to do what they do. They, and, and mind you, the server systems that some of these companies have are vast. I mean, it, it's, they're so big. That they take off, mm. take up several football fields, and, and you know that's that's a whole different subject on, on different company server systems. But you know it's it's pretty amazing, you know the the computing power that a lot of these companies have. Yes, and um, just to point out, and to point out to everyone else, um, for anyone else that's listening, if you have Twitter um, and you want to communicate with me, you can always conversate with me via Twitter, and then I'll relay the message. And um, Malcolm, Desi is saying, that's, um, let me see what she said. She says, she says, it's just data, zeros and ones. You might not see it when you hit delete, but it's there, laugh out loud. And then she goes, nothing's ever deleted. That's what computer forensics is for. With the subpoena, they can pull up a lot. Yes, they can. That's kind of what I'm saying. Yes. We live in a world where you really can't hide anymore. So if you want to do crazy stuff, you know, and, you know, especially to the child pornographers out there, you can't do it. Stop it. Stop. (laughs) Stop (laughs) it. They're going to catch you. I guarantee you they're going to catch you. It may not be today, it may not be tomorrow, but they're going to catch you. Stop. Mm But getting back to the IRS and these crashed computers, what's the reason that no one's like, let's go to the server? Why hasn't that been addressed? Or at this stage of the game, is it too much for even the government <clears throat> to get a subpoena to access the server? Like, it, are they going too far themselves? Well, one of the congressmen actually uh, brought the idea that the NSA would have copies of it and maybe they should go to them. But you got to keep in mind that our Congress people, while they're elected and, you know, we look to them for our laws and, and our ideas, mm-hmm. a lot of them seem really dumb 
to me, not all of them, but a lot. And so when they ask these questions, you know, I would probably argue that a lot of them aren't technologically advanced enough to understand how the system potentially works. I could agree there. That would just be my opinion again. That's just my opinion. Totally. I totally get get that. (laughs) No, I totally get that. It's a lot of hot air in terms of, like, wanting to address some of the issues with the IRS. However, because they may not be computer savvy, they don't really know what they're talking about. Well, and the an important thing that you got to understand when they do these committees and they do these hearings in front of committees, a lot of this is, you know, it's like it's a lot of hot air. They want to bluster in front of the media and get their point across because they know that you know the American people we got a really short short attention span. So if they just say something enough, you know, a lot of people get in into their heads and, and say, yeah, that's right and not even look into the background of why or what. They'll just say, yeah, they're hiding this. The IRS are hiding these emails and look at the wrong they did. Now, mind you, nobody really loves the IRS. I can't speak that. I can't. I don't know that anybody really loves them, but, you know, in their defense on this one, um, they all, all they did was deny these people taxes and status. And mind you, the people they're denying taxes and status to don't need the taxism status. I mean, at least from what I can see, they don't need it. They're just trying to. They're the same people that don't want. They don't want to pay taxes because they don't think the taxes are valid. So they're like, well, we should be taxing them. Now, mind you, if you ask for a taxism status, they're like, oh no, <laughs> you need to pay. So it's an unfortunate situation, and um, I'm not a huge believer in the whole tax system the way it's set up right now but the way it is set up there's a lot of people that don't really pay taxes and then regular Americans the regular people I mean unless you got you know some special you know set up for yourself you're going to pay your taxes or you're going to have your wages and your property going you're going to pay you're going to get their money you're going to pay you're going to pay your taxes oh you're going to pay one way or another you're going to pay right right you know, like the old, there was an old, there was an old, uh, I think it was a Chevron commercial, and it's about fixing your car. Like, you can pay me now or you can pay me later. That's how the IRS is. <laughs> You're going to pay. Right. Wait, what's the Chevron commercial? What's the, what's the I, I'm not sure if it was Chevron. It, it, it might have been motor oil, but it was, it was about your engine breaking down. It's like, you can pay us now or you can pay us later. Well, that's how the IRS uh, is. You, you can pay us now or you can pay us later, but you're going to pay, period. I get it. I get it. Okay, so on to the next topic. On to the next topic. What would you like to talk Would you like to talk about what's going on in Iraq? Okay, I have to tell you another confusing interest for me because um, – well, doesn't matter why anymore. Yes, let's talk about Iraq. What the hell is going on over there? And why are we reinvesting again in any shape or form? Why aren't they just handling themselves? Why aren't they policing themselves? Well, the the prime minister that we, that was left in charge, he's a uh, Shiite. Shiite, right? right. And, and you have to understand that Iraq is broken down into 
three main tribes. You got your Shiites, you got your Sunnis, and you got your Kurds. Okay. So Saddam Hussein was a Sunni, and he held power for many decades. And yes. one of the, I hate to say it, one of the beauties of having Saddam Hussein in power was you have these three tribes that pretty much don't like each other, have not liked each other for a millennium, and he kept yeah. his foot on the throat of everybody. So he kind of kept everybody in line. Wow. The unfortunate wow. part so about... He, so he actually served a purpose. He did serve a purpose. So when we went in there and we removed him and mm. killed him, mm. it opened up the whole country into this free-for-all, right? Can and we so, go back a minute, Malcolm? I, I need to yes. go back a minute because let's remember that the killing of Saddam Hussein had something to do, correct me if I'm wrong, had something to do, according to the administration at the time, which was the Bush administration, with 9-11, no? That's what they there said. Some, there was some sort of confusion as to... There's a connect. I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying the administration at the time led Americans to believe that Saddam Hussein had something to do with 9/11, which meant let's go in and shake them down. When I think I've been told that it actually had something to do with the former Bush administration, his father. And the son now wanting to, you know, do what the father couldn't do? Does that make sense to you? Well, the the story that you're alluding to is that um, it's been alleged that Saddam Hussein had the elder Bush, H.W. Bush, poisoned. And he survived, of course, because he's still alive. But I never heard when, that. You probably didn't, but... Uh, George W. <laughs> and th that's the story that's out there. Now, mind you, like all stories, there may be an element of truth to it. There may be an element of falsehood to it. But the story is that that's what happened. And then, you know, the baby Bush or uh, George W. when this whole 9-11 stuff came on, used that as a uh, subterfuge to go into Iraq and remove Saddam Hussein from power. Because, again, let's put it, let's be clear. And, and, the world knows this, that Saddam Hussein had nothing to do with 9-11. Absolutely nothing. Now, yes. initially they told well, the American people that. It. Now yes. we know it. He had nothing to right. do with it. So, you know, the funny thing is the first place we attacked was Iraq. Mind you, they had nothing yes. to do with it. If you wanted to go after the people you thought did it, uh, hell, you could have actually bombed Saudi Arabia, but we'll never do that because those are our friends, technically. Um, but okay. Because the majority because of the bombers came from Saudi Arabia. Oh, my God. That's off the subject here. <laughs> anyway, we but, don't but hold on a second. Well, wait a second. We won't do anything with Saudi Arabia because of oil? They're our friends. Well, they're our oil, oil friends. Well, yes, yes, they're our oil friends. But mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. friends nonetheless. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, when you call it, because the word friend is just a, a loose term anyway. It doesn't really mean anything. So, no, we would mm -hmm. not, at this point, we would not attack Saudi Arabia. And I say at this point because, you know, in in the world of governments, today's friend is tomorrow's enemy. 
So you yes, just don't is. know. Yes, absolutely. With, with few exceptions. Right. With few exceptions. You know? Right, so, I get it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we anyway. removed Saddam Hussein, and Iraq has been a hot mess ever since. Complete mm. hot mess. Oh, and I understand so, now. So when we left, um, uh, Iraq had had free elections, and they elected a prime minister, and his last name Maliki. I, you know, I'm trying to remember what his first name is, but I can't write at the moment. I'm a little flustered. But um, okay. So Maliki is a Sunni, right? No, I'm sorry. Maliki mm-hmm. is a Shiite. Saddam was a Sunni, and the Sunnis, you know, so now that the Shiites were in power, they kind of like circled the wagons, and if you weren't a Shiite, you weren't getting anything. So the Kurds were left out, the Sunnis were left out. Mm-hmm. And it's been that way for a while. So when it, in 2011, when the United States was trying to decide whether to stay or go, we were trying mm-hmm. to convince the government that we should keep, you know, some troops in the country, and there was a complete lack of cooperation, which is why we pulled out all our troops. You know, I mean, there's a small contingent there, but it's a very small contingent. So here we are, 2014, and the Sunnis who have been up in Syria practicing war because Syria was having their own little civil war, they've been practicing and they've gotten really good at killing people, and so they decided to roll down into Iraq and take out all the northern cities along the line. So they came down and took one city after another, and the Iraq army that was stationed in those areas completely bailed. They, they ran for their lives. They're like, oh, my God, mm. these guys are good. Let's go. Now, oh here's the part of the story that really is scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a, a main bank of Iraq, you know, in one mm-hmm. of these northern cities. This this Sunni army, ISIS, came yeah. in and they took all the money out of this, this oh. National Bank of Iraq. You know, it was approximately $400 million that they took. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. So now you me? have this, this government, terrorist organization, this quote-unquote terrorist organization who is not only, you know, well-armed, but now they're actually kind of wealthy as well. <laughs> so that's a scary prospect for the West because, you know, it, it's one thing for them to have, you know, weapons and, willing, you know, willing fighters, but there's a whole other thing for them to have that and a lot of money too because a lot of money can help that whole terrorist thing that they have going on branch well, out all I'm- over the world. And a lot of money means we can increase our army and our weapons. That's the problem. You said we can increase our army? No, not we, them. They can increase their weapons oh. and their army. I, I did what say they, things, they but I meant that. Okay, okay. Well, yes, they can, inc- they can do all kinds of things with $400 million. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money, and it goes far. I was having a discussion with a gentleman earlier this week, and he said, well, $400 million, million is not that much. Now I'm like, oh, say that again. $400 million is not that much. It's a lot. It, allow, it, will, it, it will allow them to, one, purchase a lot more weapons. Yeah. Two, it will allow them to buy some things that they may not be able to get their hands on. I mean, because 
keep in mind there are there are a lot of bad weapons in this world that all it takes is money. Right. And I don't know, it scares right. the mess out of me. I, I can't speak for anybody else. I think it's something, and and now they're they're actually producing videos urging other Muslims to join the fight. Like, yeah, come along with I, us. And but I thought, am I confused, or were they were they even encouraging Americans? Did I see that on the news as well? Well, I mean, you gotta understand, this is a religious war for them, so they're encouraging everybody to, you know, they ultimately they want everybody to be Muslim. So just like. We have Christians that want everybody to be Christians. I you know, so so in that in that 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 way of thinking, if you want everybody to be like you, yeah, you can and especially if you can help pay for their conversion, you know, there's a lot of ways this could go down and none of it is good. You mm. know, because none of these people think that the fact that you're a Muslim, I'm a Christian or a Jew or, or a Buddhist or whatever I am is okay. They think if you're not with them, you're against them and you need to die. Right. Wow. Very wow. prospect. Here's the thing. So it's my understanding that President Obama said that he is not sending troops in to support this conflict. He is but not. He's sending military advisors. Who are ready for combat? I'm a little confused because they are soldiers still, Malcolm. Yes, all military advisors are ready for combat, yes. <laughs> yes. We did the same <laughs> thing in laughing. Vietnam. We... I don't know anything. No, I, I, no, I'm not laughing at you, but it's kind of like, yes, yes. Because <laughs> you, you got to understand, like, when we first went into Vietnam, that's how we went into Vietnam. We sent in military advisors. <laughs> No. Well, Vietnam didn't go down well for us. Well, we, 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 you know, ramped up our troop deployment, and so before long it wasn't just military advisors. But, you know, you understand okay. that they never called Vietnam a war either. They called it a police action. So it wasn't, yes. you know, we, we sent in troops to help police the area, but it was a war. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Yeah. You, know, you can ask all, all, the former, all the former troops that, you know, have come back and have been damaged by that non-war that they right. were in. That's right. So the 300 so far, something tells me it could get increased. That's going to go over there to police this issue. It could. I mean, it kind of of depends because you have to understand, too, that, you know, with the exception of sending in, you know, full-on troops like we have before, and Mm -hmm. the Iraqi problem, even if we send in troops, is not going to go away for a very long, long time. I agree. Because this is this is a, a this is a civil war between these three tribes, and there's not a whole lot that we can do. I mean, it's, we can't give them money because they don't want our money. Well, they do want our money, but they they want our money, and then they'll they're still going to do what they want to do. Right. So we can't we can't talk to them on a philosophical level and say you know it would be better if you guys didn't do that. They're already setting their their ways, and mm-hmm. part of this deal that they're not talking about a whole lot is that while the, the the Sunnis are down here attacking the Shiites, the Kurds are in their area uh, taking the parts of land that they want because the Kurds 
the Kurds are like in the north, right? And so they share land with, uh, they have Kurds in Turkey as well as in Iraq, which they share a border, right? Okay. And so the Kurds as a group are consolidating their own thing. So they're out there having little battles too and consolidating their land so they can, you know, section themselves off. So I guess what the Kurds are doing, they're looking at the Sunnis and the Shiites fighting and say this is a great time for us to do what we want to do as well. Okay, so what about Americans that are over there? Clearly, uh, unless I'm wrong, it just looks like it's going to get worse. So are they sending the embassy home? Are they... They have not sent the embassy home. They sent, like I said, they sent military advisors who are going to advise the Iraqi army, which we helped train in the first place. I remember. So, Mm -hmm. but what we had done, so there's an Iraqi army that's around their major city of Baghdad. These ISIS rebels have come down out of Syria, and they've come down and taken several cities, but, you know, it's not a big group. You know, it's, it's... couple of thousand, right? Yes. It's my belief, and I, you know, nobody said this, but it's my belief that they came down and they're, they've come about as far as they want to go because they've, they've reached their objectives. Because, you know, when mm-hmm. people think that they were going to come down, they're trying to take over the whole Iraq. They know that's not possible because they know there's a well-trained Iraqi army centralized in Iraq around Baghdad. Uh, they're not trying to right. mess with those guys because they know they don't have... The, the armament, they don't have the troop strength, they just can't do it. I think they've already reached their objective. When they got that $400 million, I think the $400 million was their objective. Again, this is just my, my thoughts. I've never seen this anywhere. This is just what I think. I think they've reached their objective. They got what they came for. So while, will they stay around in Iraq and play and, and have skirmishes? Yes. But they got what they came for. Mm-hmm. You sound quiet. Did okay. I, this, this, <laughs> I got lost all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, it's not your fault. I was trying to keep up, and when you got over to Turkey and the curves, and I got confused. I was like, okay, I'm just going to okay. listen. And the more. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Did you want to talk about something else? There's no, <laughs> no, 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 no. You have to remember. No, no, no. Okay, Malcolm. No, no, no. You're doing a great job. Just because my mind can't keep up, that's two different things. Like I was there, and then it just went, and it went downhill from there. But well, I think you, you, I you think have listeners that, that are getting what you're saying. It's, you know, don't pay well, me you know, mind. I'm fine. And, Tracy, in your defense, you're like the majority of Americans. Most people don't care, nor are they paying attention, and... There, you know, most of our media doesn't really tell you the story. You have to actually reach out to other, you know, places. Al Jazeera, you have to reach out to the BBC. You know, these other these other news outlets. Yeah. You know, in the United States of America, I totally agree. Yeah, in the United States of America, our best news is going to come through uh, CNN, MSNBC kind of stuff, right? Yeah, but, but CNN is also turned tabloid, so I don't always trust CNN either. Well, that was going to be my point. You shouldn't. You know, so mm-hmm. when you go outside of that and you go to, like, Al Jazeera and you go to the BBC, they're maybe not the best either, but they don't lie as much as, you know, not that our media lies, it's just they don't tell us a whole lot. 
Mm-hmm. So all I would say yeah. to people, you know, and the internet is a great place because they can't they can't filter out everything. I mean, thank God so far. Not to say they won't try, but thank God so mm-hmm. far they haven't filtered out everything. Yeah. So if you're curious, I mean, you can look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel a little more backwards than most people because I don't have cable, so I don't even have the opportunity to get like yeah. the extra stuff like MSNBC. I don't. Ha- well, I can do it on the internet, but I never think about it when I'm out. Like I think of cable, home, relaxing, getting my information. And then I think of internet Game of Thrones. in terms of that's what this is. That's cable. No. Wait, what? Never mind. That that's a cable show that you probably don't. You've never even heard of. So. No, I did. I heard of Game Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. <laughs> it just ended, well, didn't it? Didn't it have their final season or something? No, they had their final show of the season. Final show of the season. So I know a little bit about it, but you're right. I've never seen it because... And you've and, and that's unfortunate because it's very good. I'm hearing so much, you know, good stuff about it. Yeah, it is unfortunate. I'm finding that not having cable is working against me. Well, so. as you know me, Tracy, you know, for me... I'm like a media junkie, so I, you know, it would completely work against me if I didn't have access to all this stuff. But for other people, I know, I know the majority of people I know don't follow stuff the way I do. I just, they just don't. Whether they don't yeah. have the interest, I don't know that many people that watch Game of Thrones. I mean, it's and I find what? it hard to believe because they have a huge, you know, a huge viewership. I just don't know they any people personally who watch it. Oh, interesting. In your personal environment, you don't know too many people that watch Game of Thrones, yet everybody is watching Game of Thrones. I, I think I, I would. Yes. I'm not into violence, but I think I would because I like to be a part of pop culture. So I think I would, except that not having cable throws me off a little bit. Although, I have to be honest with you, I do watch Real Housewives of Atlanta because I like trash TV on my computer. So I could watch it on my computer. I could. No, you can. Actually, you'd have you'd need to have access to HBO to watch Game of Thrones on your computer. There's, you certainly couldn't watch the present season. I don't think that HBO has released it even on Netflix for you know. But I can't swear to that because I don't have Netflix. I but I don't see. think they've released it. At least not the last. I know they haven't released this season. I don't think they released last season. Um, I have to ask my brother because he he watches Game of Thrones that way. The good part is a lot of this is on DVD too, Malcolm. So I think it's fun. As soon as the season is over, they release it on DVD. (laughs) Yeah, and I think it's like good to purchase the whole season and then just watch it at will. Like I like to have that kind of you know control where it's like ah, I got it. I can watch it when I want. You know, I did that with the show Weeds. Did you ever watch Weeds? Uh, a couple of shows. It, it never struck me that much. I mean, I, I know a lot of people that love Weeds. I just never got into it like that, I, you know. Malcolm, it's so opposite with me. I am not into drugs, anything. I am not into marijuana. Like, I am, I am not pro against anything drugs. Weeds, Weeds I love. <laughs> there is never so rhyme or reason with me. You said you're against uh-huh. marijuana? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. 
No, 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 no. I, I, I don't do drugs. I don't do marijuana. I no, don't I do any of that. I got that. I, so politically, whoever, what state wants to incorporate weed into their political system, go for it. I don't. Yeah, because I think so, it's going to become legal across the board. I actually do. I think it's good. I didn't think it's for a long a time. I think they would. Well, it's no worse than any of the pharmaceuticals that they sell you. I mean, if you look at any pharmaceutical commercial and they tell you the side effects, you know, it's good point. they tell you up to death. You know, you will die, <laughs> but take our take our take our pill. And so, the one thing we can agree upon: marijuana doesn't kill you. <laughs> I've yet to see anybody die from it, so. But the pharmaceutical companies that are legal will sell you drugs, and they will tell you in a commercial, this could this could kill you. <laughs> Among other things. I mean, there's so many things that it does to you. You'd be like, why would I take that? The cure is oh way God. worse than the disease. You know what? Like, I have this, I don't know if everyone else that's listening has this same thing, but I watch those commercials and they're like, you know, and they say it in the, like the nicest feminine voice or it's a nice, soothing male voice and they're like, it's good for this and it's good for that. And well, by the way, it could wrap your kidneys around your throat, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, here's my other conspiracy thing for you. Prior to... 2000, do you remember a whole lot of pharmaceutical commercials on TV? I would say you don't no. because they weren't allowed. No. Wait, they weren't allowed? They, well. Were they, were they you know, deregulated so that they could? Because if they you think they're not allowed, that tells me it's a government issue. The, the government decided that it was okay for pharmaceutical companies to have these commercials. And so, you know, in the last 14 years, that's what we've gotten. We've gotten, you know, take this. It, you know, and they, they always show you pictures of butterflies and gardens yes. and how wonderful life is going to be. Oh, you know, oh, no, and then they say, have, you know. But wait, they have people holding hands and, you know, the woman yes, is walking and her skirt, well, those are, those the skirt are usually is the moving sex, in the, the wind. Like the sex commercials like Viagra or Cialis. You know, the husband and the wife are in separate pools looking at the sunset. <laughs> oh, man, this is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> but you're ready for sex anytime. But <laughs> that's a whole other story. <laughs> it is a crack up. I mean, you can only laugh at it. It's just... Yeah. But sometimes I'm sitting at home and I look at these pharmaceutical commercials and I'm like, and I, I'm like you, and I don't know if you feel this way, but I kind of study everything. I don't know that I'm studying everything, but I'm zoning in and I'm studying everything, and I'm like, wait, what? What did they just end with? <laughs> what did well, they I mean, really, really do? You should pay attention because that's how they get you. They, they do things right in front of you, and then mm-hmm. you... You know, they can. They you can never say that you didn't see it because they they show it to you right up front. It's but again, our pharmaceutical companies. Huh? Never mind. Because I was going to go off on the deep end on pharmaceutical companies, but suffice oh, so okay. to say, marijuana is no, nowhere near as bad as half the things we take over the counter. I mean, even over the counter, exactly. but you know, things are prescribed. But here's the thing, Malcolm. Bad. Listen to me. Marijuana 
is probably safer than alcohol. Oh no, it's definitely safer than alcohol. Really? <laughs> Not even See, probably. I, I don't I don't take drugs, so I'm guessing and this is the reason why I say this, because marijuana subdues the personality, whereas alcohol can depending upon the person's personal issues or psychological issues, some people get explosive with oh, but actually Some people do. Okay. I mean you know, it, it affects everybody differently. But but the, the thing about alcohol it, it messes up your hand eye coordination. So that's why we have you know, a person really high could probably still drive. It's still illegal, so don't do it. You know, if you get caught by the police, they will give you a DWI, driving while intoxicated. That's right. Or DUI. Same thing with alcohol. But see, alcohol, a person who's really drunk can barely stand up. There is a difference between the alcohol and, and the marijuana. Because a person on marijuana, they can stand up fine. They might be serious. Wait, wait a second, Malcolm. Now, I've been around people that have taken drugs, not drugs, um, marijuana. Um, uh-huh. Most times, most times, they're on a sofa. Um, That's because they're chilling. They can oh. walk, though. You know, my point is they can walk. Okay. okay. A lot of times they'll get okay. up and walk and go to the kitchen and get something to eat. But they can oh, walk. Okay. I get it. They're, they're, All right. The faculties are not completely taken over, whereas alcohol, alcohol takes you out to the point where people actually black out. They're still, they're still up, but they, you know, they, you couldn't ask them the next day what they did. They couldn't tell you. Mm-hmm. Alcohol mm-hmm. is a very serious drug, and you know, and of course, you do know that we have prohibition against it back in the late, the late twenties. The twenties, yes. And. It's a, ser- it's a serious drug, and it should be regulated, and it is regulated. So, um, you know, so, and I'm not against, I'm not saying that they should, you know, take alcohol off the market because everybody has a right to do what they need to do. And, and as long as you don't go overboard, it's okay. You know, but, you know, if anybody who's ever seen a person who was really drunk driving, it's a problem because what I find is usually the drunk drivers, that's when they want to speed and run red lights, which I don't understand. I'm thinking if you're a drunk, you'd want to slow it down and <laughs> make sure you pay attention mm-hmm. to all the love. But um, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem to work that way. So being drunk no, is way is, worse than being high. And way we got on worse. this topic because I was, we were talking about Game of Thrones and weeds and how I'm, I'm not 100% pro-marijuana anything. I think whatever politically gets taken care of, I'm I'm cool with that. It's just that I don't like I don't have that desire within me, so I don't always understand it. Two different things. However, the show weeds I loved. Well, good. I was hooked I mean, from episode one. To well, the point yeah, where I, mean, I had to buy the episodes. I mean I had to buy the seasons. That's how good it was. Here. Here's the thing, Tracy. Most of the HBO Showtime shows, you know, and I, I, I mm-hmm. put them together because they both do really good shows. And, and now Stars has actually jumped into the foray, and, and they, they're doing, they're producing some really decent shows as well. The majority mm-hmm. of those shows are completely well done. They have good storylines. They have good actors. It's, it's mm-hmm. so if you want entertainment, the networks are limited. The, the networks are sort of, you know, they're, they're very limited on what they can provide the viewers. The cable companies, they have a freer hand. So your your top television shows on the market 
are all cable shows. I mean, from The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. which is on, I think that's on AMC. You have... And I'm, okay, so wait, hold on, hold on. Talking about The Walking Dead, I'm starting to get upset now because I, I don't know if what? I told you. Well, because I have to learn how to survive the apocalypse. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. Zombies are not coming, Tracy. I'm just telling you, they're not coming. I believe in zombies. Malcolm, zombies are coming. I'm sorry. It's going to zombies be some chemical are warfare. Not coming. I it's want, going you to know be what? a chemical warfare. Zombies are coming. Yes, well, and there may be chemical warfare, and there may be a lot of things that happen, but it won't be zombies. You have a oh, better chance of catching one Yes, you're not going to be zombies. I would no. believe in zombies before I believe in aliens. Zombies are coming. And I need to survive well, the apocalypse. Now, now we can. Now, now, Tracy, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the chance of aliens is, are existing are pretty great because if you think about the the, the number of solar systems <laughs> and planets in the universe, there there's know. so many. There's more. There's there's more. There's more out there than there are grains and sands on the beach, and you know. And so there's so many out there. So the chance of being alien technology. But that's a really good analogy that there is more in the universe than there are grains of sand on a beach. That's a big right. statement. So yes. now there's a chance. Now I'm not saying that mm-hmm. there, you know. So in my belief, there are alien worlds out there. There are alien life mm-hmm. out there. Now, do they have yes. the technology to come here? That's a different thing. I mean, it's possible. I mean, you can look at. I was looking at. Uh, 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 this HBO show, and they were talking to Stephen Hawking, which he's an astrophysicist. Most people think he's one of the smartest men on the planet, right? Mm-hmm. And he was saying that the yeah, there's a huge chance that they're out there. You know, mm-hmm. now now mind you, could there be a zombie apocalypse? I, I guess there's a possibility of that happening. But first, we'd have to come up with zombies, and that I don't. You know, I don't know. I watch these shows. I love zombie shows. But mm-hmm. the chance of the dead coming back to life and now starting to eat the living. And if you've ever watched The Walking Dead, it, it's it's a virus. And, and, and in the show, everybody's infected. Sorry if that's a See, spoiler. spoiler. I believe, it. I believe <laughs> that there's chemical warfare, that there's going to be a virus that's going to allow us Maybe not to the extreme that the television, but, okay, listen to this, Malcolm. Like, Get Smart used to have his shoe as a phone, and now we have iPhone. So maybe it's not an exact, but I think it's preparation these shows for something. So you think The Walking Dead? Yes. Well, and and here's what I would tell you. It's good that you prepare for anything, and so... Right. I consider myself fairly prepared. I don't have a bunker or anything crazy like that. you're watching all the shows. You're watching all the shows. I love the shows. I, I ask. But I watch it for entertainment. It's entertainment. I love it. It's great. Okay. I love it. It's entertainment until the zombies come. Mm-hmm. Zombies aren't coming. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I think I think aliens could come. I do think aliens could come. Um, I think they've already come. I think they... Are here. Well, that's here. a potential too. You know, I, so I wouldn't argue be that point tomorrow? because it's a. If, huh? I said I think you'll be back tomorrow. 
they probably haven't left. I mean, if, if the aliens are here, if, they, if they're especially if they're smarter than us, the last thing they want to do is reveal themselves to us because they've been watching us and they realize that human beings aren't the brightest creatures out there and they're very reactionary <laughs> and they will probably try to kill them. <laughs> you're crazy as you I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> if I was an alien and I came to the human and watching the humans, how the humans treat other humans, the last thing I would do is reveal myself to them. Unless I was ready to take over. Like, look, I'm taking over. I'm going to eat you okay. all for lunch. So I'm, <laughs> that's the only reason I would reveal myself. I couldn't have a, a regular conversation because there are people on this planet who would be interested in the dialogue. And there are a lot of people on the planet who would be so scared they would not have, they would just run in panic. Yeah. yeah. Or or you get the other side, like I think it was the men in black, where they would go. They would be like, we support you, and they would go to them. And, uh, well, that's, that, that's my point. You would have a small contingent of, of human beings that would be interested in dialogue and learning. Oh, that's it. Yes. Right. So, so listen, that's now, all I'm Malcolm, um, yes. we, we went over 1 o'clock. Okay. But, um, I, Sounds but good. Before, <laughs> before you leave, we didn't get a chance to mention um, the Stanley Cup last week. The Stanley Cup. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. the Kings. The Kings won. I, I was thrown yeah. out here. We didn't get a chance to say congratulations to the Kings for winning the Stanley Cup, like, this is a sports hour, so we have to, like, put it out there. And then, okay. in addition to that, congratulations to the Kings. But in addition to that, this is World Cup. Wait, is it World Cup? World Cup month. The World Cup, yes, it is. It's for the whole month. It's, like, it's crazy right now. Yes, it is. There's and a lot of things going on with that. What does that mean? Well, you have a lot of the, the, the top seeds have been losing. Like Spain, who won last year, they lost their first two games, and they're done. They're out. And they were one of the favorites coming into this. Wow. Huge, huge upset. So, wow. You know, anybody who's interested in the World Cup, there are a lot of good games on. Now, mind you, watching soccer is sometimes compared to watching paint dry, but it, it's – you know, in certain instances, it can be very exciting. It just depends on how you decide to take it. I think it also decides on the passionate of the two teams that are playing, too. Because I was watching the World Cup the other day, and I don't know who was playing, but it was boring. And I was like, what's this excitement about? And then I went to my neighbor psychic over here, Vania, um, who's Latina, and she was like, oh, my God, Tracy, Switzerland, I think it was France, and you know, I saw the passion in her, and I was passionate with her. Like, all of a sudden, I was into it, but the crowd was, too. So it was a really well, good game. You, you have to understand that, you know, the, the rest of the world calls it football, right? And, and so for them, yes. the, the crowds kind of make the games. If you ever watch anything, the crowds are up singing and, and chanting the whole game. Whereas if you go to an American sporting event, our crowds, our, our attention span is a lot shorter. So Wait a second, Malcolm. Hold on a second. When we have our version of football, they dress up like clowns. They they put on, they're animated. Maybe not yeah, in you, baseball, maybe not in basketball, but football is pretty out there in terms of, like, the excitement level. 
Oh no! Don't get me wrong. I love football. I love football best. But but keep this in mind. When you watch a soccer match, and take some time to get because you're going to have a chance over the next couple of weeks to see it. Look mm-hmm. at the crowds. The people in the crowds out there, they don't stop. Whereas at a, mm-hmm. you know, when you watch a football game, and I watch mm-hmm. football, I'm a football junkie. When you watch mm-hmm. football out here, American football, tackle football, you know, our games are very exciting, but they only last a certain period of time, and it's it's a little different. Whereas the the, the soccer matches, these football matches, they go on for. Um, they go on for an hour and a half without the without it going in overtime, right? Mm-hmm. And once it goes, and that's not overtime, but if it because every match is extended, which is I, that's the part I don't really understand because of things that happen during the match. So say a team is winning three to one, when that ninety minute mark reaches. They extend time, but they do it kind of like you know, on the it's it's kind of up to the, the the referee's discretion. So it might last another two, three, four minutes. Kind of depends on how they're feeling. And I'm yeah, sure there's a rule actually, that says this. No, actually, Malcolm, I was watching with my um, psychic friend Vania. I kind of got that there's kind of like we change the rules as we go along. That's what I got. Well, they don't change really rules, sure. but things happen throughout the match. Like they give yellow cards and red cards to various players for different infractions, or if you do this, or for so for these different infractions that happen throughout the match, they add on uh, a period of time. I don't know what the rule is because I don't follow it that closely. But you know, when this end of ninety minutes hits, there's always extra time to be played, and they'll hold up. You know, and they don't ever say exactly what the time is. That's the one that gets me. It's like. I always thought you should know exactly because you don't know when it's going to end until they blow the that they blow the horn and it and it, that's when you're at the end. But you don't know that until it. it gets there. I get it. It's a little confusing, but to be honest with you, Malcolm, most thoughts are confusing. I happen to like baseball, um, and I like boxing, but not anymore. I used to like boxing like a few years ago. I'm not a fan of boxing <laughs> all that much anymore. But I love baseball, okay. but. Any other sport after that, I get a little confusing. Um, but before you go, Malcolm, um, one of the <laughs> tweeters, Kakilia, wanted to know, uh-huh. they, she, she wanted to know, she goes, hey, Tracy, can you ask Malcolm, has he watched the POV doc on the Civil Wars, NPR doc? No, I didn't watch it, but I I have studied the Civil Wars. I mean, uh, so I, I was a big history buff when I was in school. I loved history, so I, I do know quite a bit about the Civil War. What did she see? Because <laughs> I didn't see the program, so I can't say that. Oh, that I, I, I guess that was the question. Let me see. No, I, I didn't see the program, but but you didn't see the program. If I if I knew it was on, I probably would have watched because I like history. Well, um, she's not mentioning whether, like, if it was recently or anything like that, so I'm not really sure. But, okay. um, hold on, let me see if I can just find her on the Internet real quick. And, hold on, hold on, Malcolm. Oh, it's too bad you don't have CNN. <laughs> Malcolm, you're bragging. Uh, what? You're bragging. I'm flagging? 
bragging, B-R-A. No, 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 I'm not. The reason I said that is because I have CNN on as we speak, and uh, President oh. Obama is giving an interview about Iraq. That's all. That's not bragging. That's just oh. <laughs> I was thinking it would be nice that you would be able to see this. That's all. It would be nice. Oh, I'm so, uh, hey, how about if that's the first thing I do? How about, <laughs> you know what, Malcolm? Not mentioning so much, but maybe that's the first thing I should do. What get get? Uh, I mean, cause, I don't mean like get like satellite people. or something. Well, I mean, you, you could. I mean, um, if you live in in the AT and T area, you could get Uverse, which is you know my brother has that and he loves it. So um, I have AT and T as a phone, so I'm sure they'll give it to me. Well, then you could probably more than likely you could get it. Yeah, and it's Maybe. it's great because because they have wireless boxes. Well, so do a lot of other ones now, but it's it's really great. Yeah, um, but I was just thinking maybe that should be an investment. Like maybe I should just finally, because I actually miss having cable. And it's not like I never had cable. I've had cable. I just decided that maybe sure. my finances were more important. And oh no, should... everybody makes financial decisions that you know. So don't you don't have to apologize for that. You got to do what you have to do, right? And I did. Like, I took care of myself. And But maybe, maybe it's time to reinvest is what I'm saying. Maybe that could be called for finally. Yeah, that I'm sure nice. that you, I'm sure you could work it out, yes. Yeah. I mean, when all is said and done, maybe that's something I should look into finally. Because I think it would be nice to have cable again. I miss it. I would I would probably agree. I, I, see, I, like I said, I live with it, and, I, you know, I, it would be hard for me not to have it. But, of course, in the right circumstances, I would find myself without it as well. <laughs> okay, Malcolm. You did great today. Thank you so much. I was a little fearful that I wouldn't be able to participate enough. Hold on. I mean overseas. Oh, the question had something to do with overseas with Syria and Iraq. They had some documentary about about it on the topic when we were talking earlier. Okay, yes. So maybe it was about their civil war. Did you see that programming? Um, no, nothing that, that I haven't. Nothing that I haven't caught up with on, on CNN and CSNBC, you know. That's kind of where I get mm-hmm. my info. And, of course, I watch Bill Maher and this other show called This Week Tonight, which is How's really that interesting. Show? Isn't that a brand new show? It, it's a, it's a brand new right? show, and it's, and it's actually really good. I mean, I was for anybody who's interested, keep in mind he's talking about the stuff that happened last week. So, you know, but he, but he makes a lot of sense. He makes a, a lot of sense if you want to, you know, if anybody's interested, HBO. Think 11 o'clock okay, on Sunday. So I, I get it. So the title of the show has to do with anything that was done last week. So it's not necessarily yes. current. Oh, okay. I've seen the advertisements for it, and it looks like it's a funny show. Well, it's funny, but it's also very informative. So, you know, because he's brought up some things that I was unaware of, and so it, it's, you're all. Oh. It, it's always good to to get information, yeah. Even if it's delivered with a smile on your face, you know. 
Well, sometimes the best way to get information is through comedy. It's often the blow. That's why John, uh, the Daily Show has done so well. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and I'm missing all those shows. Like, I would definitely watch any of the political comedic shows. I would certainly find that very, very entertaining. Entertaining, but yeah, you know, I, there's a lot of information to be given, and, and you know, mm-hmm. it's it's sometimes it's a, you know it, it's a little biased. Sometimes it's pretty unbiased. You know, it depends. Bill Maher usually has people from both the right and left on his show, so everybody gets a chance to say their piece. You know what, too, Malcolm? Like, I go through my life looking at it in a comedic sort of way. So at the end of the day, if I've got a story to tell you, I'm going to find it funny on it. I'm going to be like, you cannot believe what happened today. Or if there's a situation and I'm in the middle of it, I'll find the funny in it. So, again, I'm kind of missing cable now because it would be nice to have some of those funny political shows and just sit back and enjoy it. I would agree. <laughs> Don't be so sad. Bad. You can do it, you know, and, and when you get it, get a DVR so you can tape it because who's ever home to watch it when it comes on? True. That's a good point. I will definitely make sure I get a DVR. Malcolm, i got to release you. You're great. Thank you so much. Not a problem. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. I learned a lot today, Malcolm, so thank you because I felt unequipped, but you handled it, so thank you. You're welcome. Bye, Malcolm. Goodbye. Okay, guys, that was Malcolm, the sports political guy, the ordinary sports political guy. I hope you guys enjoyed the hour. I, I purposely didn't bring anybody on board to ask any questions um, because I just wanted to feel what that felt like last week. Um, and so I kind of prefer the interactive in terms of people tweeting. I kind of like that a lot better. Um, but, of course, in the future, if you tweet and you're like, Tracy, I have to speak to Malcolm, then let me know and I'll bring you on board. I'll do it that way because I just want to make sure that Malcolm is healthy when I present a question to him that's right off the cuff. <clears throat> okay, now we're in our psychic hour. Hi, everyone. I'm going to take a Skype call first. Hi, Skype call. Hello? Skype. Oh, my God. Skype, where are you? Oh, hold on a second. Okay, Skype. I'm going to put you back on hold, but I'm going to take another call. Maybe you're having some technical difficulties. I hope it's that more than anything. So the next call I'm going to take is 229. Hi, 229. Hi, Tracy. It's Desi. Hi, Desi. How are you? Hi. Good. How are you? Not bad. What's going on? Um, I really, really enjoyed the segment with Malcolm. Like, it was really, really good. And, like, I feel like his, like, he was really informative and Very. <laughs> part of it was kind of comical about the zombies and stuff. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, we went completely off 
politics and sports and went on to <laughs> That was hilarious. I was like, oh, my God. Really? <laughs> but I was kind of on your side. I was like, yes. There are going to be zombies eventually. It's totally going to prepare us for that future when it comes. Like, people need to be exactly. watching this show. It's a prophecy. And it is a prophecy. It's a prophecy. <laughs> Just the way Get Smart had the, you know, phone, the shoe phone, and now we have iPhone. It's the same thing, just in a different format. Don't think the zombies aren't going to come. But in the same token, I'm quite sure a number of the audiences, like Malcolm, believe in aliens. And so it was right. nice to have a healthy mix of, you know, who believes in what. <laughs> right, and wasn't a right. And there wasn't a big <laughs> argument over it either. <laughs> exactly. But, the, but that was kind of funny, though. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Talk to me. What's okay. going on? Okay, so I have a celebrity question. I don't know if maybe... I I was hoping that Lavender would get on for me and, like, ask this question or at least, like, maybe, like, get into this question because I just love her. I just think she's so great. She, like, asked all well, these questions. Well, it's funny. She actually is coming on, but she just texted me, and she was like, I'll be on late. So I was looking okay. for her number, and she's not on board yet because she, she said it's oh, late. So, unfortunately, oh, man, I hope it's she... on you. <laughs> it's on you. Okay. Okay, well, I hope she'll get on later. Like, Okay, well, my question is about Bobby Christina because oh. I saw uh, a couple of photos last week for Father's Day, and she oh, had reunited with her dad. Um, and they oh, were smiling good. and chatting it up in the photos and all this stuff, and I, they looked happy together mm-hmm. because I know they've been estranged, especially since, I mean, you know, that whole fiasco went down at the funeral and all of that. So I know they've been estranged since then. Well, wait a second. Before you continue on, um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I've been to a number of funerals since I was 10 years old, by the way. I just have one of those families. They make a big deal over funerals. It's like a party to them. Oh, my God, somebody died. Yes. They, like, get into it, right? <laughs> okay. I have, the, I have the weirdest thing, like, and, and then they're all ready for the kill in my family. They're ready to go in. They're ready to argue. So with that being said, when I saw the fiasco over, you know, uh, Whitney Houston, I was like, oh, I, I can resonate with that. That resonates with my soul, arguing, hating, cussing. I'm not talking to you when I walk down the aisle. Don't you look at me. You know, it's my mama that died. <laughs> but that's our daddy, though. Like, that's our biological father. Like, no. that's your dad. And he was in, he's been in your life for, like, I mean. Always. 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 You to do him, like, I don't know what went down between them, but, I mean, this I don't think it was really the time or the place to be like, I'm not speaking to you and don't let him in and all this kind of stuff. But so here's the thing, mm. Desi. You've never had this in your family then. Like, you don't get it because I've had it every single day. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, I guess I just don't understand. I just really, wow. I expect an argument. I For me? Like, my cousin just died two years ago. This is my family. Mm-hmm. I went to another funeral, which wasn't my family, last year. But the year before that, it was my family. And I ex- 
expectant argument. Like, I, before I went to New York, I was like, okay, what's going down? What, what, should, what should I know? You know, like, I'm calling my sister, right. like, give me the scoop. Give me the scoop. I had an aunt that just died. Um, I didn't go to her funeral because she didn't like me. I didn't like her. And her dying actually might be, unfortunately, it might be a good thing the way I see it. It might mm, be a good thing. Cause then, mm-hmm. Isn't that sad? Like, listen, I understand. Whitney, I'm like, oh, yeah, the, 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 the matriarch of the family, she died. And I'm like, yeah, that might be, that might be a good thing. I hate to say it that well, way, but I, that's I my family. That's what we it. On YouTube, huh? where you talked about it, like right after she died, I saw your video on her. Oh God! And you what were saying, say? and it was, it was so emotional. <laughs> like I was like, oh my God, I'm sitting there like with the tissues, like oh my God, this is so sad. No, you were talking about how she thought she had a vision before she passed of Bobby Christina's future, and she sacrificed yes. herself to save yeah. Bobby Christina yes. because she didn't want her to go down the same path. That was written in Houston. That's, that's what I pulled in from the spirit world. That's what I pulled in right. from Whitney. And, I, like, does that feel, like, does that sound like something she would have done? Like, I know what I yes. said and what I, it does, right? Yes. It does. Absolutely. Yeah. She Bobby Christina to death. Literally. To death. Well, literally. Literally. Yes. <laughs> literally to death. So right. I have no doubt in my, there's no doubt in my mind that she would have done that. She would have done any and she everything had to. for her daughter. She had right. to. Because the way I got it from the, from the spirit world, which, by the way, guys, and I'm talking to Psychic America, I don't necessarily tap into the spirit world. That's not one of my gifts. So when I tapped in, it, was, it came from an authentic place. And what I literally got was it was either or. So if Whitney truly wanted to stick around and live her life, by the way, she wouldn't have been that much more of a fantastic entertainer for the rest Mm -hmm. of her life, by the way. By the way. She wouldn't have Mm -hmm. produced anything that much more, by the way. Or she can allow her 20-something-year-old daughter enjoy the rest of her life. I see. She's a Leo mom. I'm a Leo. I know mm-hmm. exactly. I would be like, I, I hear you, Lord. Take me. You know, right. let my son enjoy his life. I'm good. But I'm a Leo mom. <laughs> Leo mom would do something mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> right. And you're right. She literally loved her to death. Wow. So with that being said, they're talking now, which they should yeah. be. Now, remember, remember, Bobby has her mom's spitfire of a personality. Yes. All right? So I can't imagine that she came at her dad as if she was with me. Hmm. Bobby can't handle that stuff. Bobby right. has spicy women around him constantly. He, he constantly oh, yeah. the wrong women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, and you know what else is so weird? That they uh, Here's the weird thing. They're estranged. They were estranged, mm-hmm. I guess, up until this mm-hmm. point. But it seems like mm-hmm. she married her dad. Like I said, I, I, oh. I think I said this to you on Twitter. That at oh some, or I might have said on Twitter that at some, at some capacity, all women marry their dad. 
They marry a fantasy mm. of who he is, who they like yes. him to be. Yes. Or or some sort of twisted combination of the two, but all women marry their father. They marry and the here's the thing. Oh, I was going to say that because I was married mm-hmm. once and I made sure I married the opposite of my dad. Now mm-hmm. that I'm older, now that mm-hmm. I'm older, you're damn right I'm looking for my dad. I liked him. Right. I, I didn't know that years ago. So I married the opposite. Turns out I didn't like the opposite. <laughs> right. But some women marry the thing that they're running from about their father, so they marry yes. the opposite. Or they yes. marry the fantasy version of him, or they marry, like like I said, some weird combination of both. But subcon- you do it subconsciously, obviously. obviously but I feel like right. Bobby Christina, Christina married essentially what is Nick Gordon, I think is his name, is mm-hmm. kind of like Bobby Brown without the, without new addition. And the same, like, and the money, well, obviously. I got a question for you. Do you know if he drinks a lot? Do you know if he does drugs? Because... I get if 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 based upon what you're saying, saying that could be true, mm-hmm. I get a lot of drinking then. Well, there are rumors that he is the one that kind of didn't get her hooked, like oh, Bobby Christina, shit. but he beats on her and stuff and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, there are a lot of people talking about that that say oh. that he's an abusive person. And she's trapped in an abusive relationship. It's kind of like a codependency kind of thing. Well, that was Whitney and Bobby. Right. Oh, I see it here. Bobby Christina Hudson beats her. She had to have a straining 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 order at some point. Oh, hell. I didn't know that. Yeah, they fight like like dogs. No way. They fight like Bobby and Whitney. Oh my fight. God! So okay. I mean, I just kind of want to know what's around okay. her and her relationship with her dad, basically. Like, what is that about? Oh, and then, and then, my main reason for asking is because absolutely, I don't know if that's her page, but um, the post was her and like a picture of her mom, like kind of like candidly, I guess, hugging or whatever. And the caption that mm-hmm. she wrote was. I can't go on anymore living a life without you in it. And it seemed kind of suicidal to me, like kind of, it was really sad. And I really hope Mm -mm. she's not on that path as well. So I just kind of want to know, like, what's around her. Okay, so let's go back to the original reading that I did and the potential of not suicide. I'm not really getting Mm -hmm. it that way, but it could be suicide by, suicide by. So suicide by drugs, suicide. Whitney kind of did suicide by drugs. Sorry. Right. Sorry, mm-hmm. everybody. That's a route I could see the daughter going, particularly if she's going to put the man in the glorified, you know, limelight. If I can't mm-hmm. have you, you know, why am I here? A lot of women right. do that. You know, I had a, a woman, you know, come in. And she was in love with this guy, and she was like, I, I, I looked at the cards, and I'm like, somebody's going to lose their job over this because they both work together. And she's oh, like, dear. it's me. She goes, it's me. It's me. I'm going to quit. And I was like, no, no, we don't quit your job over a boy. You don't do that. Right. You go to work oh, every dear. day, and you deal with what's going on. You invited this crap in. 
but you didn't lose your job over it, right? And they only knew each other like four months, so how do we fall in love that quickly? My point to you is um, a lot of, I don't know about men in terms of like all of this, but a lot of women, they put their, you know, love interest on this pedestal and they say to them, you know how much I love you. I'm giving you everything I got. Don't drop the ball on me because if you do, I might do something. And right. from what I'm Mm-hmm. And for what I'm getting, that's, that's so dangerous. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's such a dangerous position emotionally to be in, like, and psychologically to be in, because this person basically makes psychologically your life. But let's remember, like, a lot of this is based upon drugs and alcohol. So mm-hmm. if you're a drinker, if you take drugs and you have volatile, you know, emotional relationships you're not going to be thinking clearly. You are going to say right. stuff like this. So it's got to begin with, you know, learning to get rid of all of that. And then, and then, ladies, gentlemen, it then has to begin with not giving all of that up to your partner. Never should you give. And, and I just think there needs to be a re-education oh, on love. There needs to be a re-education yes. on this. Um, I think it's easier to save people like you, Desi, like you're in your 20s, right? Mm-hmm. To me, let's save this group. Let's save you guys. Let's start teaching everyone, I think particularly the women, that if we pull back and allow the, the men to come to us without giving, like, everything up and not being fearful, like, I think everyone is chasing a penis. That's what hmm. I think they're chasing, you know. You're not chasing a good quality man because if you were, you would never let something come through. And if they do come through, you would recognize it because you're so strong in your stance. You would recognize it and be like, I'm uncomfortable with that, so I'm going to have to let you keep going. There's somebody else out there for right. you. Right, right. But I'm going to have to let you keep going. I think it's loneliness and desperation, too. Like, I'd it rather is. have some people take the, the no. stance where it's like, I'd rather have somebody than no. nobody. And I think and we have to redirect of... our thinking. Right. Because particularly for women, we have gotten to the point in our relationship where we don't allow the men to work for us anymore. Right. Like, like one of the guys that I, I am talking to on the Internet, he said to me, he said, so how did he put it? He said, you, you call me, okay? And I said, no, no, I'm sorry. I will never call you. <laughs> and then and I, I did. And then he goes, oh, because you're a Leo and Leo's a queen? And I said, no. I said, no. I don't know how many women are chasing you. I want to know that you want me. So right. I'm Sorry, I can't. I, I, I swear, Desi. I was like, I and I, I got so upset with myself because I couldn't change my spirit. Like on one side, I was like, Tracy, give in, and the other side, I was like, I can't. And I said it out loud. I said, I think I just can't. I, I, I will never call you. But you know, I, I invite you that if you truly want to communicate with me, if you mm-hmm. call me, I'll pick up. I'll pick up. Right. I like you. I like you. So I'll pick up. You know, and we're not standing mm-hmm. on our strength anymore. We're not saying to our guys, 
uh, I don't do that. Sorry. Because you know why we don't? Because the next girl out there will be like, oh, oh my goodness, I'll do it. What? She won't do what? <laughs> she, <laughs> she won't do what for you. I'll do it. Like, you know what I mean? Right. You got those girls out there. And that's like, okay, then go with her. It's good. I'm fine. But it also doesn't mean that I'm going to be dateless. Don't sleep on that. I'm just saying these are my standards. I don't want to sound like I'm that girl that's, like, unrelatable. I don't want want anybody to get that. I'm just saying, yeah, stop sighing. Keep going. Next. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And so getting back to Bobby Christina, Mm -hmm. um, we all, and by the way, Desi, we all go into that space. We all oh, yeah. accept a relationship that when you finally look up at it, you're like, what happened? Did, I, did God exactly. put me to sleep? Exactly. Right. Do, but the good thing about like it. Sleeping beauty? Uh-huh. Right. The good thing about it, though, is that she's still young, so she can make this mistake That's now. Right. Don't get pregnant. Pregnant. Whatever you do, do not get pregnant. Well, like, I feel like <laughs> it's, going, it's coming soon, but, like, I want to scream out to her and tell her, like, if I, if I knew her, like, I would just don't get pregnant. Please, whatever you do, don't get pregnant because then you're tied to this asshole for, like, years and it's not going to be a good situation. Especially when she's the one with the money. Right. So not only will she be tied into him, she will be paying him child support. Exactly. Trust me. So it's bigger. For her, it's bigger. And I'm also the type of person, if a child comes along, that's within God's greatest you know, design, if if the mm-hmm. child comes along. But since there's nothing here right now, you kind of have that control. So work it out. And I think you're absolutely right. right. My concern is, let's remember, Desi, that drinking, drugs, psychological issues, which, come on, he was crazy. I loved her, mm-hmm. but she was nuts. That's mm-hmm. all hereditary. That's all hereditary. Exactly. It's genetic. It is genetic. genetic. People don't believe that, but it totally is. Oh, it is. And so if you know, you change. Oprah used to say that. She's not my favorite person, you know, technically. (laughs) But but there are certain things that she says that always resonate with my soul, which is if you know, you change. And so I come from a family of alcoholics. Once I realized it, I had to stop drinking at 30. I I was like, whoa, wait a second. You're, you're a drunk, and you're a drunk, and you're and I started going down the line. I was like, oh hell no! Exactly. She doesn't. She may not know. Sometimes when you have so much money, you're so privileged, you don't know. And so she's. I just feel like she's walking through life naked, and she doesn't have a mm-hmm. mom now. So I'm glad she connected with her dad. I'm glad. Now Me talking too. about pregnancy, Desi. Mm-hmm. She's gonna get pregnant. I know. I know. I'm looking at the car. She's going to get pregnant. I know. I can uh, just something about it. It just is like I got to tell you something else. I -hmm. think the boy is trying to make her pregnant right now. Oh, I don't. I don't think he's saying, "Hey, let's hold off. Let's not have a baby." I think he's saying, "Hey, you know, if it happens, it happens. Let's go for it." That's what I think is going down right now. So. She's going to get pregnant. The high priestess in the moon tells me it's by design. I get that he could be a little bit of a drunk. Um, 
that's what I get. I'm looking on the Internet. I actually don't see anything about him drinking too much, but it's going to come. Oh, wait. It's due to, wait. Okay, hold on. Many suspect, oh, this is her. She's drinking. She's drinking. Hmm. I think, I'm getting he's drinking, too. It might be helpless of a drunk fool to have. Uh, let me see. Let me just look on this. Bobby Christina's husband. Because I pulled a cause on it already, but since I have my phone near me, there was a restraining order against him. The aunt had to put a restraining order against him. Hmm. She went to some event with mismatched heels. Did you know that? She didn't even dress properly. Oh, Jesus. See, that's what I'm saying. Why is she? (laughs) They don't have a prenup. They don't have a prenup. Oh, he's banking. He's going to bank. He's going to get her pregnant. He's gonna, the only prediction I'm going to get out of this, because I check the Internet, if I check the Internet, it kind of is like cheating. So the only mm-hmm. prediction I'm going to get out of this is that she's definitely, definitely going to get pregnant. And that is something that he wants to happen. And once he does get her pregnant, he's going to do a dance. He's going to be like, hey, because it's payday for him for a life. No prenup? There you go. There you go. All right, Desi, mm-hmm. I'm going to release you unless you have another okay. question. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was yes. going to ask about, um, switching subjects, I was going to ask about this Aaliyah movie and the backlash yeah. that has come from that and how her family spoke out today and urged people to boycott Lifetime over this movie. And, I mean, like, what's going to come out of that? Because they never wanted the movie made in the first place. And now, I guess, Lifetime is moving forward with it. And now they cast Zendaya in this role, which okay. is a whole other situation in itself. Okay. I mean, so, okay. So, let's remember that I'm a psychic, right? Mm-hmm. And although <laughs> the whole world has loved Aaliyah, the whole world has. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have always looked at Aaliyah when she was alive with a with a with a sideways glance. Always. Okay. Something <laughs> right me with me too. about her. <laughs> you too. Okay. Me so too. I think it's really, really interesting that the family wants, by the way, the black community, that's who they're really talking to, mm-hmm. to block this movie. Because I can't imagine the secrets that are, are going to get revealed. To this day, somebody denies that she ever married R. Kelly. To this day. Really? That's so At 13. True. At 13. Mm-hmm. At least I'm thinking it was 13. Wow. Maybe it was 16. Um, oh, but I, I remember... Something like okay, somewhere 15. around there. Okay. Yeah. Fifteen. Okay. She was. She got married in the teens. To the right. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. To the pervert. I'm going to say right. it. And and then I got to go back to the parents who allowed that. That's so true. Who signed off on that? Because you can't. You can't. Who allowed it? Exactly. Because somebody would have died. Now, <laughs> now I know me. I would have, I would have 
I would have taken my child out. I would have gladly have gone to jail because <laughs> gladly, because it would have been a blind thing. It would have been blind. I would have been blinded, and I would have been like, no, and I would have, I would have, I would have <laughs> beat her ass. I got to be honest with you. That's your girl. That's your girl. And for the love of her career, the love of money. So mm-hmm. technically, technically, I'm going to put it out there. Maybe people aren't going to like that. You know, who killed who? Who really was responsible for Leah's death? I'm sorry. It sounds really ugly, but oh, where were her gee, parents I never at thought the time? about it like that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Who was really responsible for that? Because... Hmm. Your lack of, and I can't accuse anybody because I don't know the whole story, but I know I thought Aaliyah was a beautiful, beautiful girl. But every time I looked at her, I looked at her sideways. Mm-hmm. Something never felt right to me when I looked at her. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, there's a lot of secrets, a lot. And, oh, my God, um, I'm looking at the pods. Um you know, this is going to be obvious because it happens a lot. It happens with Lizzie Mohan's family. For the love of what they considered money and fame, they shut this down. They turned a blind eye. They did give somebody gave her daughter up to the devil. That's what's showing up in my card, the devil. Oh, somebody gave her oh, up. And then there's a woman, there's a woman, she's an African-American woman. I'm going to say it's her mom. I'm going to say it's her mom over her dad. Um that knew, she knew what she was doing, and she's holding money, and she was more passionate for the money and the potential for the money. I keep going back to the money more than Aaliyah. She was more passionate for that growth than she was for her own daughter. Oh, no. She, so she does come up. She does come up as a very nurturing, caring mom, though. Let's be clear about that. Uh, and again, you don't have to believe me. I have a funny feeling we're going to see this come out in the movie. She does come up as a nurturing and caring mom under the auspices of loving money. Sorry. Sorry. She saw the growth in her career and her money. Um, I think you're going to see where she was, like, there in the beginning. Like, she, I was there. Mm-hmm. I cared about like. You're going to get that impression. At the same time, you're going to see her hand her over to the devil, the devil being R. Kelly. Hand her over with love. Okay, baby. Okay, do your thing. You know what I mean? Do you know that type of mom that does that? Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm getting. Oh, my Mm -hmm. gosh. Did Aaliyah have a brother as well? She did. Okay. Because I feel like maybe the brother was trying to say something. Maybe the brother noticed or he was trying to say something. And I don't know if he's younger or older, but I feel like nobody listened to him. I think he's a, her little brother, I think. Her little brother? A, okay. Yeah, her young her young her younger brother. Uh he spoke out when she when she died and I think that was the last you heard from him just about how much he loved mm. her sister and and then he just kind of disappeared. It was like he dropped off the face of the earth, and I. It was like you know, nobody mm. hears. Him. I think his name is Rashad. I think his name is Rashad or something like that. Something like that. He did mm-hmm. like some some work for her because she died before the completion of um, 
that vampire movie. And so he went in and dubbed some of her voice. Like they mixed his voice in with hers because they didn't have wow. enough to finish it. So, wow. And I think after that, he just kind of retreated back into, he said, I loved her. You know, I'm always going to love my sister. And, That's right. You know, that sort of thing. And then he just disappeared. I guess and then the family. family mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I noticed. I don't think I haven't noticed. The family has not made themselves public since her death, basically. I noticed that. Mm-hmm. But I'm also getting that it's part of their design. It's actually a very smart family. I'm getting that there are three different major issues that's going to come out in this movie. Oh, I'm getting no. that the movie's a little gritty. It's a little gritty. So Really? Yeah, I feel like and that's why the family doesn't want it to be made because they still want to keep up the image of mm -hmm, of Aaliyah, Mm -hmm. right? I feel like I feel like I feel like the family is is kind of saying they're on the fence. You know what I mean? And they're, they haven't moved. Like, they're afraid to move. And, and, and they're just kind of sitting there hoping that the storm never rages up. I hope the storm never comes. I hope they never – it's kind of it's kind of like somebody to cheat. You know what I mean? I hope they never find out. But You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But, but it's, it always does. Things like that always does. And so it's kind of like that. And it's finally being exposed. Um, the information surrounding R. Kelly and the relationship and the marriage and how all that came about and how the mom was intimately involved in all of that, all of that is going to get exposed. All of that is going to get exposed. Um, I'm I'm getting two men here. One, I feel like it's her father. The other one could be a manager. I don't know if she had a male manager. Um, he was definitely her voice, loud, greedy, you know, protector. They all protected her in a weird kind of way, but they mm-hmm. protect her. They protect themselves. It's a, it's a twisted kind of love. Um, I feel like her father, if her father is in a picture, he, he comes in my number four position, which means he's in my past. It could mean two things, that he wasn't in a picture or that he was, and the mom said to the dad, Shut up. You don't have nothing to do with this. I'm going to handle this. If if they happen to be married, the dad did not have a voice. He was that weak. You're going to see how R. Kelly was able to take over because Aaliyah was never surrounded around a man of strength. The manager you're talking about is her uncle. His name is Barry Hankerson. Her uncle. I want to say he was married to Gladys Knight. So she's related oh. to him, but, yeah. Oh. Well, I, I don't doubt that he cared for her. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why I got that, because I don't doubt that whoever the manager was did care for her. However, he also cared for, you know, his monetary interest as well. Wow. So wow. the way I'm getting it, technically, mm-hmm. the family, the family killed Aaliyah. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. I feel, you know, I feel bad, but I think oh, that's dear. what's going to come out here. I, 
I think Lifetime is going to show that. I think they're going to show the core of the problem. They're going to show the mm-hmm. sneakiness of R. Kelly, like slithering. I get him slithering in like this. Oh, my You know, God. like slithering. I think they were very, very conscious of what R. Kelly was going to do, always. You know, I think that they loved her and then sent her off with love, but full well knowing they were prostituting her. I'm sorry. And I think that they could be Christians right now. You know how that always happens, too, where they go back to God, they go back to Jesus, and, Mm -hmm. you know, they want to be revered as a healthy black family. Mm-hmm. And what's going to get exposed here, because I think they might be Christians now, which would be hilarious, but I think what may get exposed here is that they are some son of a bitches. So I wasn't sure if I was on board with Lifetime doing this movie. I have mm-hmm. to announce to black folks, I absolutely would go see the movie. Please go see the movie. This story needs to be told, period. Cover up that the family doesn't want the, for the public to see, and they, we, we should not clean it. So, Lifetime's doing the right thing, go see the movie. That's it. I throw my hands up. This is like, like a chess <laughs> game. I throw my hands up. <laughs> go see the movie. Go have them exposed. This was a pathetic family. If I look at the cause. Oh, gosh. All right, girl. I better get you out of here. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, Thank you for asking those <laughs> questions. Those are really good. The one about Aaliyah was amazing. <laughs> it really was. I was kind of shocked. I really didn't expect the cards to come up like that. But <laughs> I know. I and a lot of times I have to I go back and I listen. And then when I listen, I get more messages. So it would be interesting to see what I get after I listen to it. So, all right. Thank you, Desi. Uh It's amazing. Thank Thank you you so much. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Bye. (laughs) Talk to you on Twitter. Bye-bye. Hi, who's this? Hello? 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 Hi. Hello? Hello? Oh, good. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, my goodness. I can't hear you. Oh, God. Uh, hello? Hi. Who, hi. Who's this? It's Elle. Hi, Elle. It's Tracy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Not bad. Thank you. Um, I just had a call, and I may have accidentally disconnected the person, so I hope they called back, but it was a Skype call, and so, ah, sometimes Skype can be annoying. Um, so, Al, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Not bad, thank you. Not bad at all. Um, okay. Every time I talk to you, your spirit changes for me. Your spirit changes. I know <laughs> it's about emotional growth. I get that. But I also get sad. So, I, I don't know. You should be happy, but I'm getting sad at the same time. Or is it just you changing. Maybe it's just a new you. Maybe. I mean, there's been a lot of transformation. That's for sure. But the transformations were good? Yeah. Good and intense and big and shocking, I guess you could say. <laughs> like life changing yeah. each time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. How are you? I'm doing good, honey. How are you? What questions do you have? Um, I guess we could look into um so made a decision to go and move to New York and just want to see how that's gonna play out when it comes to career and my marriage and if it's all gonna work out well this time more career and just to see if you know, everything will be good with the move and what to expect. Yes. Hold on a second, Al. Um, hey everyone, this okay. is Psychic Tracy Brown. Whoever is still waiting, um, please stay on. Um, but um, I'm scheduled for two hours, but the show continues regardless. So when you archive it, you do hear the rest of the show, the whole show. But if you need to reach me, call me at 818-985-2010, 818-985-2010. And please reach me um, on Twitter. Join me on Twitter at Pop Culture Psychic, and Psychic is spelled P-S-Y-C-K. Okay, Al, give me a question. Um, If you could, I guess, look into um, the move to New York with career and... Put it in the form of a question. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. How's my move to New York going to be? What do I need to expect? Oh, what can you expect? All right, that's a good question. What can you expect? When are you going to be in New York? Because I'm thinking about taking a trip to New York. Um, I'm trying to make it happen in the next month. I don't know if you could check that as well. So you think in July or August? July, if possible. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Um... Oh, well, it ends with the Sun card. It's a good move. It ends with the Sun card going to New York. I get the Temperance card, which means, Al, have realistic expectations. Okay? Right. Be really, really smart. Have realistic expectations. This is a change for you that could turn out for the better. It just could. You're coming along with some sabotage, though. So I Uh-oh. feel like the sabotage is your relationship. You're carrying someone that consistently just kind of just kind of says negative. Oh my God! You know you did this to me. Why are we here? That kind of stuff. That's okay. the base and the crust of going to New York. You know that's that's always there. You're always stepping on this. It's the muck okay. waters. You're always stepping into, you know, it's, it's my perfect example is walking in the street and you step into dog pool. That's my perfect example. Who wants to step into dog pool? And yet <laughs> you weren't looking, but you weren't looking. So yeah. be realistic. Be realistic and know what you're stepping into always. If you're going to go to New York, you have to carry a husband. He's kind of like that. You know what I mean? It's hard to, like, pull him out of himself. So if you're going to go, 
and you're going to carry yeah. him, just know how he comes along. Don't be upset. So it's just going know to be, that it is who it is. Yeah, it's huh? going to be a headache. It's going to be a headache. He's a so, headache. He's a headache. Always. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um, with that being said, he's also the negative side that kind of doesn't let you grow either. Yeah. I've been realizing that lately. You know? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm still here. Um, Hold on a second. Hold on. Um, so with that being said, you're definitely going to connect with the woman over there. Um, she seems like she's very powerful. Okay. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, she seems like she knows a lot of people. Oh, um, cool. She looks like she likes to walk with integrity. She likes to walk with high self-esteem or... She could mm-hmm. also be metaphysically inclined. So you might hear her say weird stuff like, you know, oh, my chakras are off, something weird like that, <laughs> where you could kind of go, oh, wait a second, I understand that language. You know what I mean? She yeah, could yeah, yeah. wear, thank you, she could wear jewelry that okay. also is reminiscent of metaphysical stuff. She could wear jewelry. Um, I think her clothing is rather funky, but when you're in New York, Clothing is funky, so I can't say if her clothing's any different than any different style in New York City. Um, but but right. her jewelry will set her aside, okay? I believe that she's okay. a happy woman. I think she's been okay, through a cool. lot. I think men have fucked her over, but I think she she stays happy. She's okay. spiritually happy. All right. That's awesome. Now I love that. I also good. I also feel like she hides her passion. She hides it. So mm-hmm. I feel like when she picks someone, and I feel like she's going to pick you, I feel like when she picks someone, she won't let it be known. She's not going to say to you, oh, my God, I could make you the next big thing. I feel like she says, what are you doing with your life? What do you want? <laughs> yeah. Because she's that type of woman that can give you that. She doesn't want to give it to you until she knows who the hell you are. What do you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make and sense? And I will meet her totally, and I will totally meet her right when I get there or later. That I'm not really sure because it falls in my number six position, so it doesn't look like you land and you're like, oh, I meet this woman. It looks like you kind of right. go through some things. Your husband definitely is going to crack his whip, so he comes, he comes after you've gone through something. But my first 10 cards tells me that it's also immediate, all right? Okay. So depending upon when you land, you could meet up with her probably by October. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> she has the potential from the time that you land, from the time that you land, not from the time that you meet her, from the time that you land into January, February, to making you what you want, 
it does involve a lot of hard work, not a little, but a lot of hard work. She has high work Good. ethic. Mm-hmm. Good, I love that. Which, really... yeah, which I know you do have. I know your husband mm-hmm. has the capability of having high ethics, um, but he's also sabotaged, so I don't know if this woman and your husband are quite going to get along. So oh. be careful how you bring him into your world. I think we talked about this a long time ago, but it's coming back up again. It's not oh one gosh, of those so the things. same thing. Same thing. It's not one of those things where you're going to meet people and you're going to say, oh, my God, but my husband does this. If you yeah. do that, you will sabotage yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, that's your choice. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you've already sabotaged yourself by bringing him in. You already have yeah. this experience. So be really, yeah. really careful as to um, what it is that you do with him. Again, I get the potential for you to be a star, to be a greatness. Next to that, I get the seven of swords, which means I feel like you have to lie to your husband. I don't think you can tell him everything. Um, And then next to that, I see where you send him away. Really? So you do see that happening? Yeah, I see where you send him away. Why? Because he he constantly fucks with you. He constantly, you believe what he does to you. He constantly fucks with you. You're tired all the time. You know, you're going to wind up with people that have, like, strenuous work ethics. They need you to be present. He's not being present with you. And so mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you send him away, but I think I think you do. But I, Or he might say, I'm leaving, and, you know, you're like, oh, God, let me buy the ticket then. But when this occurs, Al, I kind of don't want you to stop him. He blows hot air okay. anyway, so he's going to say, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. And he blows hot air anyway, and he doesn't go anywhere. But if you could coordinate something and send him back to his mom, I would say do it. And and what would you happen know? if, would that be, would everything be I'm, finished? That's up to you, Al. What goes on in his marriage, that's not a psychic reading anymore. He kind of will never leave you. He kind of will never leave you. But that doesn't mean because he's mentally unstable. But you kind of know all of this. It's just hard for you to keep processing the same information Mm -hmm. over and over again. He's dependent upon you. He will never, he's dependent upon you for a whole host of other reasons, which I'm not going to go into. Emotionally, he's dependent upon you, but he makes you believe that you're a problem for him, but he won't go mm-hmm. anywhere. This is a mm-hmm. this is a merry-go-round. You're like, okay, can we stop? Yeah. And he'll stop. He'll stop. He'll love you for a minute. Doesn't even last that long. And then he's like, get back on this merry-ground with you. Let me berate you some more. Get back on. And you get back on. Hell, you get back on. Mm-hmm. But know? New York's an opportunity where where things can go differently for the better for myself. It depends. It depends. It depends upon you. It really does. Okay. It depends upon you. There's a codependency that you have with your husband that always stays here, always. I mean, you didn't hear the earlier hour, but, you know, we had this conversation about women in your age bracket because, you know, you're mm-hmm. in your 20s. 
and mm-hmm. how we, we as women, in your age bracket in particular, you have the potential to stop this. Stop it, Al. Stop okay. it. Stop. Okay. Stop. stop letting him do this to you. He's not providing anything. He, you know, I, I, I said this earlier when I was talking about relationships. At some point, a man just becomes a penis. If he doesn't provide <laughs> anything, <laughs> if he doesn't come to the table with anything else, he's only a penis. <laughs> so true. So how, yeah. how would you stop it? Like, what, well, what you, what's... well, no, I'm not in it. I'm not oh, in okay. it. But I thought there was a general with, way, but okay. Well, the general way is to understand what you're in. Mm-hmm. You're in it. You're in it. So you have to kind of look at it and decide for yourself. Because remember, you're married. So how can I break up a marriage? Yeah. That's not my job. And that's the only reason I, I pulled way back. I was like, wait a second. That's not, that's not for me to say. So yeah, this, yeah. in your case, it's not general because we're not talking about just dating. Mm-hmm. However, you just have to look at the person that continuously pulls you down, continuously sabotages your, and you're going to see this in New York, sabotages your ability to go forward in your career. If you mm-hmm. bring him on board, which you've done in the past, he then takes over and then convinces everybody else that you're a problem. Ultimately, mm-hmm. when he takes over, they then discover that he's a little loopy, so they don't want him either. But all the while, you're being convinced that he's doing the best thing that he can, but all of a sudden he's not participating. Like it's just, it just gets crazy. So <clears throat> the first thing I would say to you is be careful how you invite him back in. That's the first thing I would say to you. Mm-hmm. Remember that he will get nice to get invited back in. If you mm-hmm. don't do it, he gets ugly. Do mm-hmm. it, he sabotages you. So mm-hmm. I, I want you to be able to look at the situation and ask yourself how much longer do you think you're supposed to sit in this? Yeah. When he's coming across yeah. not valuing you, not loving you, not participating in a healthy way to make you feel good. Hold on a second now. Hello. Okay. Hi, Cynthia. That's, that's... Hi, hold on a second, okay? But in any case, um, this is no longer a psychic reading. This is about yeah. L has to be smarter. L has to know exactly what L needs to do to make sure that her own husband doesn't sabotage her life. Which has been happening. <laughs> which is probably the, yeah. And you're going to see it happen again in New York, which is what I'm trying to say to you. Nothing's going to change. You can always create the context that you need to create. Just watch this dead weight that you constantly pull around, uh, and ultimately he's going to drag you down. He has to. That's his job. That's all he knows. Out. He has some psychological issues, and all he all he ever knows is to 
pull you down. And when he pulls you down, he slams you hard. Yeah. So at some point when you get to New York, you have to be able to figure out where is the value in all of this. Who matters more, you or mm-hmm. him? And ultimately, I do see you sending him away. I don't know if it means back to California or back to his mom. Yeah. But listen, I better get out of here because I have a phone call, and that's what I'm here. I'm here to make money. So i got to do a real reading. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Tracy. You're You're welcome. It's always a pleasure. I want to be able to offer good news in your career. (laughs) I definitely see but I definitely see good news. My problem okay. is, oh, yeah, you could do this. Who are you carrying? And that's where I get the, oh, chief, what happened type of thing. Right. Totally. All right, honey? Okay, get going. All right. All okay, right, bye. bye. Thank you. You're welcome, honey. So for everyone else that's on the line, I apologize. I've got to get off. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Once again, join me on Twitter, at Pop Culture Psychic, because a lot of times people are chiming in and they're like, Tracy, get me first, and I'll pull you up first. So I apologize for anybody else, at Pop Culture Psychic. Call me for your own personal readings, 818-985-2010. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hi, Sophia. How are you? Not bad, thank you. So, Sophia, have you had a reading before? Okay, so update me. 